If you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 163. Psalm 119, verse 163. All right. Let's, let's make it uh, verse 63. Verse 63, not 163. Psalm 119, verse 63. Psalm 119, verse 63 says this, I am a companion of all who fear you. David's talking here. And notice what he says. I am a companion of all who fear you. I'm, I'm a friend. I'm a companion of those who fear the Lord and of those who keep your precepts. Now look at the New Living Translation, Psalm 119, verse 63. The New Living Translation says, I am a friend to anyone who fear you, anyone who obeys your commandments. I am a friend to anyone who fears you, anyone who obeys your commandments. How many of you in this room or watching us by live stream own either uh, one of these items, an iPad... Uh, iPhone, uh, a Mac computer, an Apple Watch, an iPod, Apple TV, AirPods, or HomePods. How many of you in, your, in this room own one of those things? Raise your hand. Well, I want you, a bunch of you. <laughs> if you own one or more of those items, some of us own several of those, you have helped Apple the company Apple, become one of the richest companies in the world. You've helped them. And uh, it's interesting to note that in, the that in the 1990s, the late 1990s, Apple, who today is one of the richest companies in the world, was on the verge of bankruptcy. At the end of the 1990s, Apple was on the verge of bankruptcy. Yet 20 years later, because of their creativity and their willingness to embrace change and initiate change, Apple today has become the first company in the history of the uh, stock exchange to have a market cap of over $1 million, $1 trillion. Not there yet, Jamie. $1 trillion. In Apple in 2018 became the first company in the history to have a market cap of over one trillion, one trillion dollars. In March 2020, just two months ago, Apple's net worth was valued at 1.3 trillion. That's with a T. Dollars. 1.3. $3 trillion. Now we can put it up. Apple has over 500 retail stores worldwide and over 137,000 employees. Apple's operating income in 2018, just a year and a half ago, was $64 billion. You and I helped do that for them. And Apple's fixed assets were $338,500,000,000 in 2018. Apple is considered the richest tech company in all the world. The richest tech company in all the world. Now here's something that you and I need to think about. 
on December the 12th, 1980. How many of you remember December the 12th, 19... How many, how many were born in 1980? Raise your hand. December the 12th, 1980, Apple had its initial public offering, its IPO. That's when they started selling stock for the very first time. If on that day, December the 12th, 1980, if you and I would have invested $990 in Apple, if you and I on December the 12th, 1980, would have invested $990 in Apple, your stock would be worth today without buying any more or anything else, $521,740. Yet Apple's not the richest company in the world. At the present time, the title of the richest company in the world goes to Walmart. Walmart's net worth is estimated at $386 billion. Listen to this. 18 years ago, on Black Friday 2002, 18 years ago, Walmart on Black Friday had its highest sales day ever, 18 years ago. On Black Friday 2002, Walmart's single-day sales receipts were $1.2 billion. One day. Sam Walton... Opened the first Walmart in 1962 in Rogers, Arkansas. Today, four of the Walton family are still the major stockholders of Walmart. And their net worth, just those four family members, net worth is over $175 billion. Walmart has 11,700 stores operating in 28 countries. Walmart presently employs worldwide 2.2 million people. Now, here's what's interesting. Walmart's initial public offering, IPO, was on October the 1st, 1970, and it was $16.50. You could have bought a stock of Walmart for $16.50. If you would have bought 100 shares of Walmart stock at $16.50, totaling $1,650 today without buying any more, your stock would be worth $4.2 million. You see why I'm loaded. (laughs) These two fascinating companies are American success stories that have blessed and provided for hundreds and thousands of families across the United States and the world for many, many years. But nothing could be more different. They are polar opposite companies. Walmart meets everyday needs of humanity, offering millions of items at very reasonable prices. Apple, on the other hand, only offers a few items, and their items are considered very expensive. Both Walmart and Apple are wonderful companies, and they're very, very valuable. 
But this morning, I want to talk to you about a company that we are part of that's more valuable than Walmart and Apple. It's important that you and I remember that we are part, the Christians, the children of God, you and I, we are a part of a company that is the most valuable company in the history of mankind. We are part of the company of Christ. Our company's value, our company's value, the company of the redeemed, the born-again believers in Christ, our net worth cannot be estimated by money. If you were to place a value upon all the church properties and all the church assets worldwide, there's no company, secular company, that even come close. But beyond money, the value of the company that we are a part of, our value as a company supersedes money. The company of Christ, the company of of the born again and the redeemed has a value that supersedes the value of money. Let me show you. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 18. 1 Peter 1, verse 18 and 19. For you know, Peter says this, for you know, what do we know, Peter? What do we know? You know that God paid a ransom to save you from your empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere silver and gold. Apple, $1.3 trillion. Uh, operating budget of $64 billion. Net worth, $336 billion. If, you, uh, if you'd uh, bought stock in Walmart when it first opened, today it would be four point two million dollars. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of figures floating around. But listen to what the Bible says about us as the company of Christ. We were not paid for with mere silver or gold, which loses its value. Verse 19, it was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. We are part of a company that it can't be bought. The richest people in the world can't buy this company because our value far exceeds silver and gold. We're a part of the greatest company in the history of my and mankind. And listen, you and I were not invited to be a part of this company because of our talents or because of our skill sets or because of our work history or even because of our references. I don't know about you, but I've learned over the years, companies, in an effort to hire the best people, will always evaluate education and work history. When they send in resume, when they send out resume, when you send in a resume, the first thing they look at is your education. They'll look at your work history. They'll look at your skill sets. If you qualify and have the skill sets that they are looking for, you will get hired. Most of us have been rejected by some company. We've made application, we've applied online, we've sent in a resume, and we didn't get hired. There was something about our skill sets that didn't match. There was something about our work history they didn't like. There was something about our education didn't fit what they were looking for. Have any of you been rejected by a company because you didn't measure up? Anybody in here beside me? I remember the first church that uh, uh, I uh, put in to be a pastor of. They rejected me because I was so young. 
Me and Amanda were so young. They rejected us. It was really Amanda. It wasn't me. They, they rejected us because we were so young. Yet the company of Christ, the most valuable company in the history of humanity, does not select its members based on education, based on skill set. You didn't get into the church because of your education. Thank God. How many are thankful for that? You didn't get in because of your skill set. Thank God for that on me. You didn't get in because of your work history. In fact, if they were really closely looking at our history, they wouldn't let us in. Most of us. That's not, that's not how you got into the company, the greatest company in the world, which is the company of the church. We have been selected to be a part of the church. The company, the greatest company, whose company value is beyond silver and gold. You and I have been selected to be a part of the greatest company, the company of Christ, because of the will of the founder and the CEO of the company, not the achievements or qualities of the applicant. You didn't get in because of you. I didn't get in because of me. We didn't get in because we got something so special about us that it got the owner's attention. We got in totally just because of him. Look at John chapter 15. Let me show it to you. John chapter 15. Jesus is talking here. John chapter 15, verse number 16. Notice what he says. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Jesus said you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. What an amazing statement. And one that I want to encourage you to to think about and seal it in you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I know many of us think that we come to that breaking moment in our life. And all of a sudden, we open our eyes and say, I don't want to live no more like this, and I don't want to be this way anymore, and I need help. So we think unconsciously that we start pursuing God. But I want you to understand, the Bible says we didn't choose him. He chose us. He was coming after us. He had his sights set on us long before we ever realized we needed him. So listen, when you and I mess up and feel like failures, we need to remember, we didn't choose him. He chose us. When we foolishly compare ourselves with other people and feel like we're not measuring up, we need to remember, uh, I didn't choose him. He chose me. He knew my skill sets. He knew my weaknesses. He knew my lack of education. He knew everything about me, but I didn't choose him. He chose me. See, there's two things you and I must remember. Every child of God is part of the most valuable company in the history of the world. Every one of you. You might be furloughed today from your company. You might be, be uh, laid off today for your company. You might be retired from your company, or you might have been dismissed or let go from your company. You might have been caught up in the downsizing of your company. But I want you to know you're part of the greatest company that's ever been known to humanity. You're part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every child of God is part of the most valuable company in the history of the world. 
And the second thing is this. Every member of that company was specifically chosen to be a part by the founder and CEO, head of that company, Jesus Christ. See, when we understand the value of the church and how we are selected to be a part of the church, our loyalty to the church and appreciation for the church will be evident in our attitudes and actions. Let me repeat that. Let me get down here talk to you a second. Let me just get down here. I don't like this handheld microphone. When we understand the value of the church and how we were selected to be a part of the church, our loyalty to the church and our appreciation for the church will be evident in our attitude and actions. See, if you really, if you really value that you're part of the greatest company that's ever been known, if you really realize that and understand that the reason you're in this company is not because you decided you was going to join, but because the founder and the CEO of the company decided to come after you. When you and I really understand that, it will change our whole perspective of the church. It will help us realize it's not something we can take or leave. It's something that we must be loyal to, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we have several church family members who are presently work for or who have retired from the Veterans Administration. If you work for or have retired from the Veterans Administration, raise your hand. You're in this room. Raise your hand. There's several here. Thank you so very much. Uh, The VA is a wonderful organization and provide services in health care for the greatest Americans. Did you know there are presently 377,800 employees who work for the VA? 377,800 employees who work for the VA. Now, the VA is broken down into hundreds of hospitals, medical clinics, benefit offices, and cemeteries. 377,800 employees work for either one of their hospitals, one of their medical clinics, one of their benefit offices, or one of their cemeteries. Each of these 377,800 employees, which are part of the VA, must also be a part of one of these smaller organizations within the VA. In other words, you don't receive employee benefits of the VA by being hired by the big VA. You receive employee benefits by being a part of one of these hospitals, medical clinics, cemeteries, or benefit offices. Everybody understand that? Our community is fortunate to have a VA hospital just right down the road here. I talk to uh, veterans almost daily who talk to me about, and I will say, well, where'd you get treated? And they say, we got treated at the VA. The truth is, the VA in Washington, the Veterans Administration, didn't treat them. It was one of the hundreds of hospitals, medical offices, cemeteries, eventually, or benefit offices. Now, go back to John 15, verse 16. What did Jesus say? You didn't choose me, I chose you. 
You didn't choose me, I chose you. When Christ, the head of the church, the company of the redeemed, chose us, we were admitted into the church universal. The VA, so to speak. Look at Matthew chapter 16. Look at Matthew chapter 16, real quickly. Matthew chapter 16, church universal. Then Jesus asked them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock, upon the revelation that I am the Christ, that's the rock, upon this rock I will build my church, I will build my church, church universal, and the powers of hell will not conquer it. Every born-again child of God who has ever accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, who has been chosen by God, remember, He chose us, we didn't choose Him. Every one of us who are part of the church, the Lord's church, the church universal, are part of this big overarching church, like being a part of the big VA. Okay? But the verse doesn't stop right there. Go back to John 15, 16. Notice what it says. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Why? I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you to be a part of the universal church. But since you're part now of the universal church, the big church, the big VA, to get the benefits and to be a blessing, you got to be a part of the local church. I chose you and I put you in the big church. But now I'm sending you forth to go bear fruit and the way you do that is be a part of the local church. That's what he's saying. See, all of those 377,800 employees are members of the big VA. But every one of them, to receive the benefits of being an employee, have to be a part of one of the hospitals, one of the medical clinics, one of the cemeteries, or one of the benefit offices. We have... Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of Christians and you run into them and you have family members and you have friends. They'll tell you they're Christians. They're part of the big church. They know they were chosen by God. They are part of the big VA. But they're not part of a local church. And they're only fulfilling one half of that which God requires them to fulfill to receive the benefits of being a member of the largest and the most productive company in all the world. It's wrong to think that I'm okay if I'm a part of the universal church, but I don't have time to be a part of the local church. We are not totally fulfilling God's plan for us. And see, we really don't understand the value of the church. See, when you understand the value of the company you're part of and appreciate its value, you will become more loyal to it and it will be evident in our attitude and in our actions. See, when we realize, hey, I'm fortunate enough to be a part of the greatest 
company, the company of the believers, the company of the redeemed. I've been fortunate enough to be a part of the greatest company in the history of mankind. Every company, Apple, Walmart, IBM, Exxon, General Motors, Nissan, General Mills, every company one day, 10,000 years from now, will be forgotten. Totally forgotten, removed from history, will no longer be along, uh, uh, surviving, but the church of the redeemed will live forever. You and I are part of the greatest company in all the world. And when we recognize that and understand its value and appreciate how we got in it, we didn't get in it one day because we decided, hey, I want to be a part of the church. I, think I, want to, I don't think I want to go to church over there. No, we got in the church because he chose us. Not because we chose him. You didn't choose me. I chose you, the Lord said. And when you and I recognize the honor and the privilege and the, and the, the wonderful majesty of being a part of the greatest company and we were chosen by the CEO, the founder of the company. He saw something in us that he wanted. Man, I want to be loyal to that. I might not get another opportunity to be a part of something like this. I want to be loyal to it. So, he wants us to produce. So over the next several weeks here at Family Worship Center, we're going to be talking about on Sunday morning about the value of our company. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, Peter and John were put in jail overnight. And it said they were threatened not to preach no more in the name of the Lord Jesus. And it said being let go, they went to their own company. They went to their own company. First place they went after they got in trouble is they went to the church. We're going to talk about the value of our local church and how your role in the local church is of the utmost importance. We must remember in these days in which we're living not to fall prey to the temptation of being consumers when it comes to the church. Remember what he said? You did not choose me. I chose you to go and produce. We have a lot of Christians who are consumers. Every once in a while they'll come and sit and they'll consume. But they don't produce. And that's not what God's called us to do. He's called us to produce fruit that will last forever. Amen? Stand with me, would you? Now, we we have intentionally decided to shorten our... We we have to shorten our services. Uh, So it's 10.03. So you've been here uh, 63 minutes. And uh, we've had service 63 minutes. The reason we have to shorten our services is to fulfill the requirements. As soon as we exit, um, and I'm going to ask you uh, to exit these doors, exit doors here, exit doors here, and exit doors right here. Uh, as soon as we exit, we have a crew of cleaning people that are coming in to desanitize because <laughs> y'all are an infectious bunch of people. So we're cr- required to desanitize this this facility. They do in the bathrooms, hallways, sanctuary. You know, that cost us uh, an additional $3,400 a month. 
is how much it cost. And so you see what your offerings are going to to help us provide a safe place. So thank you so very much. Father, no evil shall befall them. No plague can come nigh them. Thank you, Father, that not a one of our church family have been infected by the coronavirus. Thank you, Lord, that not a one of our church family has been hospitalized or under doctor's care by the coronavirus. Thank you that your protection has been upon them. Now we speak continued protection. No plague can come nigh them. No accident, no injury, no terror or terrorness can come close to the people of Family Worship Center. They have the favor of God. They have the wisdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen.